Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartenized. Today's episode, Welcome to Stupidville. I don't know if stupid people are becoming more plentiful or I'm just getting better at spotting them. I suspect that it's a little of both. But the one thing I am sure of is that the older I get, the less patience I have for them. Now I'm not talking about legitimate differences of opinion with well-informed people who happen to disagree with you. I'm talking about sheer, blatant stupidity and people that are just a complete waste of your time. As an example, I recently had the following conversation on Facebook about the expiration of the Bush tax cuts. Now, this is paraphrased, but I didn't realize the person I was talking to was a Stupidville resident. And he said, we shouldn't cut checks to the wealthy. We had a great economy under Clinton with the higher tax rate. I said, well, we're talking about keeping existing tax rates, which will let people keep more of their own money. No one's being cut a check. And you have to realize that the great economy we had under Clinton was the result of the internet bubble. If you check it, you'll see that when the bubble burst, which happened in the last few months of his presidency, the economy started to tank, even though those higher tax rates were still in effect. And Mr. Stupidville said, yes, but you have to admit we had a great economy with those higher tax rates, so writing checks to the wealthy is wrong. And at that point, I just abandoned the conversation. I had spent enough time in Stupidville, and it was time to leave. Now, sometimes it's obvious that you're dealing with a Stupidville resident because they're barely literate and their grammar sucks, but a lot of them are well-educated. They have college degrees, maybe from Stupidville U or some other prestigious university. For instance, to believe in Keynesian economics... You have to have a level of stupidity that can only be achieved through rigorous training. You have to really practice, get a good education to be that stupid. Now, on the flip side, if someone uses the phrase academic elites with the implication that all of academia is stupid and education is evil, you're also dealing with a Stupidville resident. Smart and eyes people might use the term ivory tower intellectual, but only to refer to a specific person not the broad spectrum of educators. A lot of Stupidville residents are very accomplished at hiding their residency, and you can waste a whole lot of time before realizing that they're idiots, which, of course, can make you feel like an idiot. Now, one way to avoid this is to add the Stupid Detector module to your bullshit meter. Much like the bullshit meter, the Stupid Detector is triggered by the use of specific phrases. So I'm going to give you a woefully incomplete list of phrases that indicate the speaker is too stupid to bother with anymore. Now, please note that just like all finely tuned precision instruments, the stupid detector has a margin of error, has to be regularly tweaked and updated, and of course, personalized. There is a slight possibility that someone using these phrases isn't really stupid, but if they use two or three of them, it's very unlikely that your stupid meter is malfunctioning. All right, here's the list. Pro-abortion. 
I picked up Sarah Palin's latest book and opened it to a random page, and the first thing I read was her ranting about the pro-abortion movement. It was also the last thing I read. Faux news. F-A-U-X news. Now, this was clever and funny the first time it was used, several years ago, but now, a billion and a half uses later, it's both stupid and trite, and almost all of the people who use it will insist that only Fox is biased. Now, Fox is obviously biased. They're biased to the right. Of course they are. But the people who use this will swear up and down that the New York Times and NPR and all the other news stations and news sources that they like aren't at all biased. They're bastions of neutrality and harbingers of the truth. That's a viewpoint, of course, that makes them stupid. Here's another one. Evolution is only a theory. This has been explained literally billions of times on the Internet, so there's no excuse for this level of ignorance. And the same can be said for the argument that the second law of thermodynamics defies evolution. I've been sucked into these stupid conversations too, although not for years, because I don't argue with creationists anymore. But more than once, somebody would throw out the second law and you'd explain, okay, that's a closed system. See that big yellow thing in the sky? That makes it not a closed system. And you explain it all to them. And then a week later, you see them in another conversation saying, but the second law of thermodynamics disproves evolution. Ugh. It's, it's a complete waste of your time. Here's another one. Teabaggers. This goes in the same category as faux news, although the billionth use of this one occurred about 36 hours after it was first uttered. The next one really drives me nuts. The United States was founded as a Christian nation. History is very, very clear on this subject. It's clear in the founding documents. It's clear in the voluminous writings of the Founding Fathers. It's explicitly clear in the Treaty of Tripoli. Anyone who claims we were founded as a Christian nation is unforgivably ignorant. A permanent resident of Stupidville. Just get away from them. Here's one that may not be obvious to you. A level playing field. This is used by tyrants of all sorts. And tyrants are incapable of processing facts that contradict their agenda. Since the field isn't level, it's up to them to level it. And damn it, they're going to level it no matter how many people are hurt in the process and how much it costs, they're going to make it level. Stupidville residents who are fond of this phrase also use variations of for the children a lot. Fair share. This is always used to justify confiscating more money from people who have committed the unforgivable sin of having more than somebody else. Someone else's fair share is always much, much higher than that of the person using the phrase. Here's one a friend suggested to me, the blank agenda. Individuals have agendas, organizations have agendas, but this phrase is often used by the stupid to claim that huge swaths of people have just one single goal in mind. It's a setup for a straw man argument. I'll give you two examples. The secular progressive agenda. First off, half of this phrase is incorrect. Secularism is being used as a synonym for atheism, and it's not really. That's not the right definition of it. Progressivism 
is being used as a synonym for socialism, which is correct. But there's no connection between the two. The political bent of atheists is spread out across the left and the right, and a somewhat lopsided bell curve that, for reasons that I can't understand, is a little bit heavier on the left. But the term secular progressives? That's just a way to say godless communists without sounding like some old fart in a nursing home. Another one is the gay agenda. This one's usually used by Stupidville residents who are afraid that once homosexuality becomes socially acceptable, the next step will be to make it mandatory. Or perhaps they're afraid they'll be forced to stop dressing conservatively and be forced to dress fabulously. Whatever their fear, it's stupid. Now this next one probably doesn't really belong on the list, but considering the source of it, the actual way that it's used is stupid. It's the phrase, deniers, used as an attack against those who question any part of man-made global warming, especially when it's used on people who don't completely deny that AGW is happening, but that are skeptical about the extent of it, how much man has influenced it, and the end of the world as we know it predictions that are being attached to it. It's also condescending and snarky, although it would be very hypocritical for me to complain about that. Historically, the word denier was only used to describe Holocaust deniers. And applying it to global warming critics was a conscious decision to lump them in with wannabe Nazis. It's not an accident. You can actually trace it to a 2007 column by Ellen Goodman, where she said, I would like to say we're at a point where global warming is impossible to deny. Let's just say that global warming deniers are now on a par with Holocaust deniers, although one denies the past and the other denies the present and future. She typed that from a villa she maintains in Stupidville. That's really the only place you can deny the future. The next one is a perfectly valid, non-stupid thing to say in certain contexts and incredibly stupid in others. We'll just have to agree to disagree. Now, if we're talking about matters of opinion or things that haven't been settled yet or even an approach to an existing problem, we can agree to disagree on that. But anyone who says this when they're presented with facts, like, we'll just have to agree to disagree on evolution, is a waste of your time. Here's one you'll hear a lot from the scientifically illiterate. Science doesn't know everything. There are three good replies to this. The first is, science doesn't claim to know everything. The second is, if science knew everything, we'd stop doing it. But the one I like best is, science may not know everything. But it does know that what you're promoting is nonsense. And let's wrap it up with just one more. Capitalist pig slash exploiting the workers. Yeah, there are some picky capitalists and yep, some workers are exploited. But Stupidville residents apply this phrase to all workers and all employers.
If the employer pays 10 bucks an hour and earns 11 bucks an hour on his employee's work, he's a pig and they're exploited. If he pays 100 bucks an hour and earns $101 on that employee's work, he's still a pig and they're still being exploited. You've got to wonder how people this stupid manage to support themselves or dress themselves. Now, ideally, the best way to deal with the stupid is to just discontinue the conversation. Either ignore them or say, have a good day and move on. I'm trying to do this more myself, but my baser nature usually gets the better of me. It's just too much fun to poke at the village idiot with a stick. But the key is to know that that's what you're doing. To know that if you're not residing in Stupidville with them, you're talking over the fence at them. And you're not seriously trying to convince them to change their residence. Because that's not going to work. They really like living in Stupidville. It's comfortable, and all of their friends are there. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations. You've been smartinized. Not much here for news or closing comments, folks. Check the blog. Uh, send me questions for Ask Dave. I'll do an episode of that when I get enough of those. Also, it's time for a shout-out to the people who let me use their music, the Aquamarines. This is my wonderful shadow from one of their albums, and they do have a more recent one available. I just really I like this tune. It's just very cool. And so is the rest of their stuff. You can find them at theaquamarines.com. That's all I got for you today, folks, except to remind you that the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion, and therefore should not be taken too seriously.